Welcome to the Mom Friends Podcast, where we'll chat about all things motherhood with real-life experts and moms. We're your hosts, Rachel and Kara Ann. So grab a coffee and throw in some headphones and come relate, laugh, and vent with your two new mom friends. everyone. Welcome to our episode of Mom Friends today. It's Kara Ann here and Rachel is with me and we are going to be talking all about teething. Rachel's going to kick it off and set us up about normal infant sleep ideas with teething. That's right. So teething is one of those things that I get asked about on my Instagram all the time because for some babies it can cause so many issues and sleep is one of the big things that parents obviously will see be affected by teething. So, you know, teething is one of those things that for me as a new mom, I didn't really know what to expect. And I feel like there are so many myths around teething, right? Like you think, oh, well, my baby has a fever, so they must be teething or they're drooling all the time. So they must be teething or they have a super red face. So they must be teething. Like, I think we've just learned to make all of these different symptoms about teething and nine times out of 10, it's not anything to do with your baby getting teeth. Um, so that's one of the biggest myths I think is that if your baby is sick, you know, you need to be constantly checking their mouth and looking for teeth and giving them medication. Um, that might not be related to pain because you know, they're, they're not getting teeth. They're maybe just running a fever because they were exposed to something and they're just sick or, um, you know, lots of times moms will say, oh, my baby's like three or four months and they're drooling all the time and they have their hands on their mouth all the time. I think they must be teething. And yes, some babies definitely do teeth that early. That's very, very early though. Um, and usually what's happening around the three or four month mark is that a baby is kind of discovering their hands and learning how to bring their hands to the midline to suck on their hands. Um, if they haven't already been doing so lots of babies do that, you know, from day one, but the other thing that's happening is that there's that third set of salivary glands that are kind of activating around the three month mark. Um, so you'll notice lots more drool. Um, and you know, sometimes that drool will irritate the skin. So they might get red cheeks or a red chin. So parents think that that means teething. Um, and yeah, usually it's not related. So a couple of the signs that, uh, you can look for with teething are actually looking in baby's mouth. So if you're looking at the mouth and you can see like little either red bumps or a tiny little white bud, like just under the gum line, that's kind of how you know that baby is teething. So you'll notice that, you know, three or four days, maybe even a week or so before the tuck, the tooth actually cuts through. And so teething is also not this like weeks long drawn out process that people think that it is unless baby's getting teeth concurrently. So, you know, if they're getting teeth back to back to back to back, then you'll probably notice, yeah, weeks or months of a pretty fussy baby. But for the most part, it shouldn't be weeks of symptoms just for one tooth to cut through. So that's something really important to keep in mind as well. And you said that Sage, your daughter is teething right now, right? Yeah. So I was going to say it kind of as a new mom, I think it's so easy to have a rough night and you just want something to blame it on. So I think that we blame things on teething all the time. My sister's a pediatric nurse practitioner and I kept telling her that, oh, Sage has a runny nose. Uh, People, everyone's telling me that that's a symptom of teething. And my sister's like, Kara Ann, that is not a symptom of teething. People blame everything (laughs) on teething. And I'm like, I did a poll actually on Instagram. And I think that like, 97 people said that their babies get runny noses when they're teething and like maybe 
five people said no. My sister's like, that's just not right. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I think it's like, we just, we see what we want to see sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, you just want, you just want something to blame on. It makes you feel better. Like last night we had a rough night and I was like, oh, it's definitely her molars. It just makes you feel better in your mind sometimes to be like, this is the cause. You just want to know like something is quote unquote wrong. Um, because it just makes you, I don't know, it gives me peace of mind or something that I'm like, okay, well, this is like a phase. There's a reason why this is happening. It's not going to be forever and ever. And it's something that's out of our control too. I think when our baby has a rough night, it's so easy to go into that like blame mode where we're like, oh, I didn't do her wake windows right. Or I, I didn't let her nap the right way. Or I did this wrong or I did that wrong. And teething, I think makes us feel so much better as a scapegoat for bad sleep because we're like, oh, well, you know, that's not something we can control. That just happens. And yeah, yeah. I fall into that trap all the time with, um, Noe where she'll have a rough couple of nights and I'm just constantly checking her mouth. And lately I've had to just like really let that go because she only has two teeth that I can tell for a while. I was convinced she was getting a third one, but it never showed up. So, um, yeah. So now when she has a rough night, I have to kind of think about other things, but there's also this rumor that goes around mostly from, I find the sleep training community where they say, oh, well, teething, you know, shouldn't affect your baby's sleep. They should be able to sleep through the teething. It doesn't hurt that bad. All these other things. And what I find both as a parent and as a sleep consultant is that teething absolutely affects baby's sleep and it absolutely causes more night wakings and makes them want to nurse more and makes them want to, you know, have that comfort more. Think about like, have you ever had a toothache? Yeah. Where when you lay down at night, it hurts so bad. It's like throbbing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Whenever you have, you know, pain in your mouth, when you're laying down, there's more pressure in your head. And so that's going to cause more pain. And one way that babies can naturally soothe themselves and, and have that pain relieved is through nursing. So they're going to be waking and signaling more for nursing, um, and, or feeding or however, you know, a pacifier. And you and I were talking a little bit before we started recording about, um, our babies not signaling for us. And I was talking about my first son, um, my first baby Otto, he got teeth really, really late. He didn't have his first tooth until his first birthday. That's why. Um, yeah, he was just so late. So I never had to deal with it with him as a young baby, but even, um, when he started getting teeth, he was never a signaler. So he, I talk about, um, signalers and soothers and typically babies are one of the two where, you know, they're constantly signaling for their parents, needing lots of reassurance, needing lots of comfort or the soothers that are, you know, a little bit more, um, I guess, independent and they can kind of settle themselves down more easily. Um, and he was always more of a soother. So he had a pacifier and he, you know, we tried sleep training with him several times. So I still, to this day, wonder like, was it the sleep training, even though it never really worked the sleep training? Cause he still woke. Um, I still always wonder, like, was that why he never cued for us when he was teething? Because he just had learned that we weren't going to come in, which is so sad. Yeah. It's yeah. So kind of similar situation with Sage. So she's 15 months now, but she got her first two teeth, her first two bottom teeth, the two came in at the same time and they came in at like six or seven months and same thing. Yeah. We had sleep trained her. And so at that point she was pretty much sleeping through the night, but we were in Cincinnati, um, staying with my parents for 
a family wedding and everyone, I mean, people kept saying to me like, oh, I bet she's teething. She's teething for months because like you said, she was putting everything in her mouth, her fingers, like everything. Normal baby stuff. Yeah. They're just like a puppy. Like that's how they explore their world. (laughs) So I was like, she's not teething. She's not teething. And sure enough, like just to like out of spite. I was like, see, she's not teething. She doesn't have any teeth. And I look at her mouth and sure enough, she has these two little buds. I mean, they have literally broken the surface. And I was like, oh, I guess she actually was teething, but we really didn't know. I think like maybe she had like one night wake up, but you know, we had just like, we were staying in like my parent, we were at my parents. So it was like, I totally didn't think anything of it. And it wasn't a big deal. She wasn't like waking up crying or anything, but then we hit the nine month sleep regression and that kind of I feel like ended the sleep training. Like, you know, she had sl- was sleeping through the night and then she had this regression and she's been having night wake ups ever since. And she still only had those two teeth until about 12 months. And then all of a sudden she got six more almost oh my at once. So now she has eight, but I can feel the molars. Like I can feel the bulge. Like you can see that it's kind of white and like, you can see that they're coming mm-hmm. again. Like, I mean, this has been going on for weeks and weeks now. And I keep saying like, Oh, she's teething. She's getting her molars and like, they're not coming through, but right. it's like just something to, I don't know. It makes me feel like it's something to blame it on, but yeah, I'm like, I don't know. Is it is it that she's teething or is this just that she wakes up at night now and yeah, she just signals for other things, but I would have no idea. And sometimes like, you know, the other day she woke up and I was like, Oh, it's teething. And sure enough, she had leaked through her diaper. So I was like, well, thank goodness I checked on her, you know? So it's just so hard to know. And that's the thing too, is that, you know, I think so many times we want to blame night wake ups on something and because they're not fun, right? It's not super fun to get up in the middle of the night and to go deal with whatever it is, but almost always there's a reason, right? So, you know, she was signaling and okay, it wasn't teeth, but she had a wet diaper. Like I wouldn't want to sleep through that either. So she, you know, she did have a need and you were able to go and meet that, which is so great. Um, and I think a lot of times, you know, with today's culture, we think that our babies should just be able to kind of be independent and sleep through anything. But think about how much it must hurt yeah. for that tooth to break through the gums. And they have no idea what's happening. They can't tell you how much it hurts. They can't complain. All they can do is cry and try to get you to comfort them. So yeah. I definitely encourage moms out there who are dealing with teething babies or who are maybe soon to be dealing with teething babies and you're worried about creating bad habits or you know, maybe your baby is sleeping through the night and you're worried that it's going to stop with teething or that, you know, if you go in and comfort them because they're teething, that you're creating a bad habit or you're going to go backwards and, you know, that could happen. Right. So like you said, sometimes our babies get into a pattern. Sleep is not linear. So sometimes they get into a pattern where they're sleeping through or they're sleeping really well. And then something happens like a sleep progression or they're teething or they're sick or whatever else they're dealing with separation anxiety whatever it is. And I think we are kind of trained by our society and this like sleep training culture to think, oh, well, we can't set up any bad habits. We can't teach them that they need me. And it's like, well, why? Like, you know, is it what's worse? Like them becoming dependent on needing that comfort once or twice a night or for them to think that we're not going to come to them. So I, that's kind of always what I say to parents who say, well, I'm worried I'm going to set a bad habit if I go in and nurse her or if I go in and, and rock her back to sleep. And it's like, okay, but what's the alternative, right? Like totally. So I think that's just really important to keep in mind. So you have posted a bunch 
on your Instagram of your favorite natural teething remedies. Can you talk about what you guys use? Cause I feel like we are very close with Noe to probably getting a few more. Like I can see, um, that her top gums are kind of like bulging, like you were talking about earlier. So I think those top ones are going to start coming down in the next few months. So what are your best tips? Yeah. Cause you know, I like to use like all the natural stuff too. Yeah, for sure. So one thing that is great for those babies that are early teethers, because, you know, there's all kinds of things that we can give babies, but like you said, I like to stay stick as natural as possible. And I like to do popsicles a lot, but for babies that haven't started solids yet, like prior to six months, I think like the best thing that you can do is make a little popsicle out of breast milk, or you can even use formula if you formula feed, um, whatever you want to do, but that's appropriate for babies who haven't started solids yet. And you can just get these little popsicle molds off of Amazon. I can link them in the show notes, but they have like little ones that they catch the drippings. And I think you guys have them too, but they're perfect. We love them. They're They're like chubby little, um, I think they're called like nubby popsicles or something. Those are so great. And again, if you just use breast milk or formula, it's appropriate for babies who haven't started solids yet. So that's such a good option. And just like the cold on their gums feels so soothing. It kind of like numbs it and they like to kind of gnaw on it. One thing to be careful of, um, ice can be a bit of a choking hazard for those little babies. Granted, if they don't have like the opposing teeth yet, they're probably not going to be biting off a big chunk. But Mm -hmm. if you are concerned about that, you can use like the silicone popsicle molds that where the silicone is actually like covers the whole pop. So only a little bit is coming out. Or the ones that are like a net kind of. Yeah. Like that. That would probably work too. I think as long as the, the liquid didn't come out, but there's one that's called like teether pop. And then, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Those like silicone feeder things that you can. Yeah. Those would probably be more messy. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we can link some options for sure, but I like those options for babies who, um, haven't started solids yet. And then for those that have, you can definitely make like a smoothie or something. Because one thing that I definitely have noticed is that when Sage is teething, she does lose her appetite a bit, especially Mm -hmm. for solids. Um, so when she is teething, you know, a lot of smoothies or yogurt and like cold foods that are like really easy. She doesn't have to do a lot of chewing. So I like to give her some, um, nourishment through those popsicles. So again, I'll make like a smoothie and then what she doesn't finish, I'll throw into a popsicle mold. So again, that's appropriate. Once your baby has started solids, um, if your baby hasn't started solids yet, you don't want to give them that even in a popsicle mold, but right. Yeah, what are your favorite, uh, things to put in smoothies that you've yeah. found? So uh, definitely what you want to like, I try to always balance a smoothie. So some kind of fruit. Um, and then I like to do some healthy fat. So you can do a nut butter if you've introduced those allergens already, um, coconut milk, something like that. And then, um, some protein, like you can do something like Greek yogurt, or if you don't do dairy, you could do coconut yogurt, um, something like that. So kind of fruit, um, fruit protein and some fat. And then you can always add like some extras. I like to add some like spirulina powder sometimes that gives them Mm -hmm. a little boost of iron. But sometimes when they're teething, I just like to make it taste good because I know that then she'll eat it. You want them to eat as much of it as possible. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I'll sneak some spinach in or something, but honestly, when it's teething, it's like more about just getting them to eat it. So it's like whatever they will eat. Um, yeah. So 
Yeah, we love that. And then another thing that we do that's really easy, and again, this is great for babies who haven't started solids yet, is taking like a little baby washcloth and just dipping the ends. And you can do water, you can do formula, breast milk, um, and then just putting it in the freezer for a few minutes. I don't like to saturate the whole thing because then it gets like super stiff and really Mm -hmm. cold and hard. But I just like dip the little corners in and you can even tie a little knot and then they can just chew on that. And that feels really good on their gums. Um, some other like teething options, like you can experiment, like Sage loves to chew on like cloth. Like she will chew on a washcloth like all day long. She loves it. Um, some babies like wooden teethers. You can try like little wooden or like bamboo teethers. Some babies like that. It's a little like softer. Um, and then you can also do like silicone teethers. Um, some of our favorites for that are the little baby banana toothbrush. I should, oh, yeah, I feel like that's I have a great to, one. I feel like I have to disclaim that it does say on the package that it's not to be used for teething. I think because the, the little bristles probably could come off, but if your baby doesn't have opposing teeth, I don't know. I mean, just obviously with all of these things, they need to be supervised. monitored and supervised, mm-hmm. but we love that little baby banana. We love Sophie, the giraffe. Um, I feel like everyone has Sophie, but mm-hmm. we call it, we call this one baby Sophie. Like, I feel like the normal Sophie is like the big draft that has the squeaker and little hole in it. I feel like that's really big for like young babies and the whole kind of grosses me out a little bit. Cause I, you can't wash it really well. I get worried that there's going to like water mold is going to get in there. So we have this other little one. We call it baby Sophie. I don't know what it's called, but it's just like a silicone. It's a little harder and, um, it's just a smaller size and she can, we have that one too. It's that. got the little handles on it and it's yes. more hard. It's not handles. as like a, it's not like a squishy yes, material. It's exactly. yeah. It doesn't like auto loves that one. Sage loves that. Like that's one of our favorites. So yes, we love baby Sophie. And then Another one we love is like the Zoli, Zoli, Z-O-L-I. They have these ones that are little sticks. They have like a little, they call it like choke guards so that they can't stick it in their mouth so far. But those are really good. I find when they're a little bit older and they're getting those molars because they can mm. put it back a little further. Whereas like baby Sophie is kind of more like in the front and some of the other teethers are like very wide. So I like these little Zolly sticks because she can kind of put it further back in her mouth. And then they also have one called the rabbit that has two little nubs on it. So like if they are getting those molars, it fits like in the back of their mouth. So oh, cool. there's like all kinds of different ones kind of depending on the stage. And again, I wouldn't give, I feel like those first two, the banana and the little Sophia are appropriate for like those young babies. And then Mm -hmm. these kind of other ones are, I feel like as they're a little bit older, kind of like Mm -hmm. getting their molars and something else that you can do with any of these is just pop them in the freezer for a few minutes before, and then it's cold. And that, I just feel like that makes it extra soothing on their gums. Even better. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that you definitely, um, don't want to use is the ones that have like that gel inside, right? Cause that I think has been, I think they've even maybe been recalled some of them. Um, but those are not safe with, uh, the gel inside because that can, you know, leak out or pop out and not be super safe. And then I usually don't recommend any, um, like teething gels, um, just because they can have, you know, some not great ingredients in them. But as far as like teething pain relief, so we've talked about like things that baby can do to kind of keep themselves busy, to relieve their own pain by chewing or gnawing on things, how to get some food into them. Um, and I know you do this too. We recently started using, um, an essential oil and this is not medical advice at all. Um, you know, everybody do your own research on this before you decide to do anything 
that we're suggesting for your baby, but what is the oil that you use that you find works really well? Yeah. So we use Copaiba, which I use Young Living brand. I will say I do sell Young Living. This is not a Young Living plug, but just please be very cautious when you do choose essential oils that you are using ones that say that they're safe to be applied topically or internally for ingestion, because there's a whole thing with like oils and the quality and that some are made with fillers and some are synthetic oils. So just be really cautious when you're choosing um, your brand. But yes, Copaiba oil is great. It's like an anti-inflammatory. So it's really good for a natural sort of, uh, I don't want to say pain relief, but it can just provide them some comfort. Um, and you can apply it to their gum. You can dilute it in a little bit of coconut oil or whatever kind of oil or um like baby lotion, whatever you put on their skin that you feel comfortable with using, you can just put a drop in that and kind of rub it on their jawline. Um, and if you do choose a brand that says it's safe for internal use and you're comfortable with that, you can actually apply it to their gum directly. But again, make sure that it says that it's safe for ingestion. And there's only mm-hmm. certain brands and oils that are, you can mix with lavender. Lavender is just a really soothing oil in general. That's what we've done. So I, um, haven't actually researched my oils enough to be comfortable to use it internally. So we, um, have just used, uh, a mix of the copaiba and lavender, just a few drops of each mixed into like a roller with, Mm -hmm. um, fractionated coconut oil. And I've just rolled it right on her like jawline, like you said, and kind of under her chin. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just really nice. I mean, does it make a huge difference? I don't know, but it doesn't hurt. And in my opinion, it, it seems to, um, to work really nicely for her. So I like that as just kind of a natural option. Um, but again, always just like do your research and make sure you're getting quality products if you're going to use anything, but especially something, um, that's going to go on your baby's skin or especially, um, internally. I think you made a good point about you know, if you notice a difference or not, I think like all these are great options and different things are going to work for different babies. Like as we always come back to for like sleep, for nutrition, for anything, like every single baby is unique and different. So these are just like some of our favorite things that we try and like try a bunch of them and see what works. Like I know some people that said that Copaiba has literally been like a game changer for them. And then other people are like, yeah, didn't do anything, you know? So again, things just work differently for each baby. So try different teethers, just experiment and um, yeah, find what works. Definitely for us. What, um, also really worked just to kind of get us through was practicing safe bed sharing because she was just wanting to be up and nurse all night long while she was cutting those teeth. And, you know, for me, it felt, you know, we've bed shared for a while now, but even if I wasn't like a, you know, every night type of bed sharer, if she had been in her crib, she would have been up every 20 minutes and I would have had to like either sleep in the chair with her or sleep on the floor with her. And those are like not super safe options. So that would be another thing is like, don't be afraid to offer your baby that comfort and, and nurse your baby or feed your baby. If that's what they're looking for, just make sure that you're setting yourself up for safe sleep. Because a lot of times I think when, our baby's up a lot at night and we're, you know, doing things a little bit differently because we're kind of in that survival mode. That's when, um, we can get into some bad habits and some, you know, more unsafe practices can come about like falling asleep in a rocking chair with your baby, for example, which is just not safe. So that would be my other just top recommendation is if you're, if your baby's going through anything, like 
a regression, a teething situation and illness. And, you know, the sleep kind of goes in the garbage, just set yourself up for safe bed sharing. Even if you don't do it just so that, you know, like you can bring your baby into your bed in the middle of the night, if you're exhausted and you'll be set up safely and just make sure that if you have a partner that they're on board with it as well. And that they know babies in the bed, if you're bringing baby to bed in the middle of the night, so they're just aware. I think that's such a good point. Um, like Kenny, like you were saying earlier, don't be afraid to do something like that. Like you said, we're in survival mode when they are teething or when they're sick or something's not right. And it's okay to comfort and go to your baby. You're not going to set up these like bad habits. Like if they're truly waking because their teeth are bothering them, going to them and helping them get back to sleep is not going to be a bad habit because once the tooth breaks through, like that tooth is not going to be waking them up. You know, it's kind of right. like, I think about it like that. Like it's the same thing when you're like not feeling well and you know, maybe you have a really bad cold and you wake up multiple times at night because like you have that post-nasal drip and you're uncomfortable. Yeah. And, you can't you breathe. Know, you can't <laughs> breathe and you don't feel good. Um, so you're waking up frequently throughout the night. You're not sleeping well. Well, as soon as you're feeling better the next week, like your sleep goes back to normal. It's not like right. you continue to wake up 10 times a night because your nose is running. So I exactly. mean, that's like my non-scientific, just like how I, you know, justify it in my mind. Like I don't worry about it because no, I, I know totally agree. if she's, you know, something's going on, then it'll, it's a phase and yeah, we'll be back exactly. to normal. Everything, so. everything with our babies is a phase, right? Like yeah. that's, One of the top things that I wish I knew as a new mom is everything is a phase, everything will pass and nothing is truly worth getting, you know, so worked up and anxious about because it's going to just change. They change things on us all the time. Totally. All right. Well, thank you so much for giving us those tips and we will put all of those uh, things that we talked about in the show notes. And then I also have a highlight on teething in my Instagram uh, profile and you, I think have some recipes for smoothies and things like that. So check out our Instagrams for more ideas too. Thanks Kara Ann. Yep. All right. Bye you guys. You've been listening to mom friends tune in weekly for new episodes and interviews with us. You can subscribe to the podcast to make sure you never miss an episode and please leave us a rating and review. Find Rachel on Instagram at Hey Sleepy Baby and Kara Ann at Bloom Baby Wellness.